<laughs> What's going on? Nothing much. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me good? I can. Of course, I gotta find my AirPods and put them in. Okay. Okay. Not bad, man. That dang grocery store, man. Like I, before, <laughs> I looked up, like, cause I left the house at like six forty. Like I just need to go get a money order. And look at what time it was when you text me. Like that's crazy. Right. <laughs> and I like and the, and the Kroger is like literally, I could walk to Kroger from where I live in like fifteen minutes. So imagine driving. So right. when you get in there, you think you're gonna be in and out and be back in time. Cause first of all, I don't know if I told you. I might have told you, but uh, my um the apartments got new management. So right now you got to you know dealing with the trouble of not being able to pay online and and all that other jazz. So now you got to get a money order, and I hate having to deal with paper. Period. So. It was that you think you're gonna be in there now. You got some guy and they're sending money all across the damn universe, taking up all the damn time. He don't know how much you need. He don't know where you need to go. All that it's oh annoying, and that's what ate up all my time. I'm just like, dang! Like I was like, it was just six forty. <laughs> I like, dang, I know I ain't right. been here that long. Did they give you like a longer grace period for rent since the pay online option wasn't available? Mm. I want to say, I want to say they said don't worry about uh, late fees or any kind of fees because they know it's an inconvenience because everyone literally pays their money on you know online. Now you got to inconvenience somebody trying to get there and get back here. Now I got to rush here tomorrow before they close. They close at six, but who knows? I might not get off till six, but we'll see and drop it off. But that's that's how my my evening is going so far. That's pretty oh, crazy. Wow. And when you text me, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, dang, I was like, I'm supposed to be doing something. But it's some bull. But it's all right, though. How, how you been? I see you out of Area 51. They let you go. No, I escaped. Oh, you escaped? How did you escape? Tell us about it. I can't. I'm already on the run. I can't tell you all what I did on top of it. Okay, okay. You guys, you hear that? She can't tell us how she escaped. You know, you know, it's only right that we use our, our different aliases on here, so they won't know that she's on the podcast. Now that she's escaped, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. It is. It is. It is. I wish I could play my music. I'm. I'm still working on that aspect. Of, I might add some in on the back end, but uh. Yeah, you are back. This is good. <laughs> yes, this is good. Actually, where's my stuff at? Did Did you have fun while you while you was gone? Did you Did you Did you enjoy yourself? I've had a lot of fun. I've done a lot of things, gotten things accomplished, had some good experiences, had some bad experiences. The Area Fifty One is the bad experience, guys. And I had a bad experience in Miami, but yeah. Oh Lord! Wait, <laughs> I had bad experiences in Atlanta. I got into a car accident. Really? Did I, I know that? No, it was like the second time I came back from oh, New York. You so did tell I me think... that. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. You well... said as soon as you landed, right? Oh no! As soon as I landed, <laughs> my tire had a slow leak, and this is something I wanted to ask you. I was like, I wanted to ask if there's a purchase that you like 100% do not regret. So one of my tires had a slow leak and I had bought a portable 
tire inflator. Mm-hmm. And so my car had been sitting in Hartsville Jackson for two weeks. So definitely the tire was like on eight mm-hmm. when I got there for the PSI. And I just turned my car on, hooked up my little portable inflator and in five minutes I was good to go. But then I got a flat tire on the way home. I ran into the biggest pothole on the planet. And yes. And it was like, cause it was so late when I got home, it was my flight maybe landed at like 10 something, I think. So it's like midnight and I'm here trying to change the tire. I was pissed. But then that very next weekend, um, it was like Atlanta Greek picnic. There was an Atlanta United game and there was something else going on in the city. And I was right behind Spellman and this woman just ran the red light. We were making a left turn. She ran the red light and ran into me. That's and I crazy. was like, what? She had four kids in the car. That offered to crazy. pay me $500. Questioned me when I called the cops. And I was like, ma'am, you are not about to pay me no little $500 when I take it to the body shop and they tell me that this work is you know, a hundred is one K plus like, absolutely not. Like this is getting reported. I don't, I don't play that. And then she she didn't have her license. She had insurance, but she didn't have her license. She had a picture of her license. So I take the picture of her license, but it's expired. And we're waiting for the cops. They take dumb long. Cause again, there's all this stuff that's going on in the city to the point where she left. And I was like, I thought that that's illegal. <laughs> did you have her tag? I did have her tag. Okay. But like the cop came and he see he was like real lackadaisical about it. He really didn't care. I'm just like, let me just get my let me get the information for me to get my police report. And her, she has progressive, and they have been a nightmare to deal with. Like, I dropped my car off yesterday. I got hit the middle of July, and I dropped my car off yesterday to get mm-hmm. repaired. And I'm like, it should not take this long. It should not take this long. This is ridiculous. And then they were saying my car should be ready by next Friday or it's looking like next Friday. I'm going to Chicago next Thursday. And so, of course, I have a rental and I'm just like, well, I won't be here. And so, of course, they're like, oh, well, once the car is ready, we stop paying for the rental. And I was like, you all going to have to accommodate me. Because you all have put me through the ringer. Like, my original claims agent changed. Nobody notified me of it. And then when anytime I called the new claims agent, he would not answer. Anytime mm-hmm. I called the manager, would not answer. No one would return my calls. Like, I would have to call over and over and over for him to respond to me. And I was like, it's this far out because of you all being lazy and you all taking your time. I was like, if it was up to me, this car would have been fixed in August. And me traveling for this wedding would have nothing to do with this. But I'm tra- my cha- my plans are not changing. I'm not returning this rental before I have my vehicle back. And I'm not <laughs> paying for it either. And also, the body shop, of course, says once your car is ready, you have like 48 hours to pick it up or they start charging you storage. The guy was super nice. He was like, I won't charge you storage. But I was like, if someone decides to lose their mind and still charge short storage or go you progressive. You all are paying for this as well. Cause you all, it shouldn't be like this. This is a terrible level of customer service. And I actually just got off the phone with the manager from progressive telling him this whole story. And he was like, he was just apologetic 
and he was like, if you incur any further charges, please let us know. We'll handle them. But yeah, the body shop, when he called me this morning, the the cost to repair everything was over $1,000. But she wanted to give That's me 500 crazy. cash? Girl, mm-hmm. no. That's crazy. What, 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 is her first name a good first name? I don't even remember what her first name is. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Because when they were talking to me, because the initial holdup was they could not get a hold of her. And so I had to ask. I was like, well, clearly this cannot go on indefinitely. So how long do you all have before you're, you all are like, okay, we have to call it. They're like, they have 21 days to get a hold of her and get her recorded statement as to what happened. And so that was, I got hit on the 17th. I made the claim on the 19th. So that's one, two, three, wait, three. So that was like August 9th that they had until. And so that's one, two, so then August 9th, the 16th, the 23rd, the 30th, three more weeks until I was able to get my car fixed. Like that's ludicrous. Mm -hmm. That's pretty crazy. I know. I want to say I might have had progressive when my um when my rims were stolen, and they had my car. I think I had left the country. I done went on a cruise and came back. I didn't get my car back to like August. I think. Yep, it was August. Cause I got my rims stolen in like May, and then I done went on a cruise, came back. July done came. I was still out doing a cruise and came back, and I still did not have my car. And I want to say I was dealing with progressive at the time too, but. I want I want to say that it might have been the the mechanics or the body shop, not the mechanics. I mean, not the body shop, but like just the shop. Mm, okay. But I want to say, and one thing I one thing I do don't like about Progressive because there was another incident where I switched insurance companies, and now they're saying that I owe them because I switched. Whatever trying to say that I didn't have insurance. Uh, prior to getting them But I was like what does that have to do with anything And two I had insurance I sent it to you and your people So they were trying to up my rate And I told them no so I decided to cancel And I've been with Geico ever since And you know now that they were trying to like You know say I have to pay them back But I'm disputing that because I canceled And I showed you guys proof So y'all shouldn't have been trying to charge me This extra money But flow and progressive can suck it That's what they can do <laughs> I'm sick of them and it was on my credit report for a while too And I was just like Like I don't owe y'all any money But that's what they were saying Was going on Like I get it but no No not at all No ma'am Oh, oh man let's see if I can do this again I got me a new little setup over here too Hey So I can be more comfortable <laughs> But uh Oops let me turn this back before I knock it over but uh, but yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on progressive. I'm with you on progressive. They can suck it, <laughs> like big time, balls and all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's see, let's see. Where do we start? There's so much, and we. I hate the supermarket too, man. Grocery stores, <laughs> they can suck it. They done killed all my time. Like how? Like I'm, I'm still on that, man. Like I don't been in the store for almost an hour. Trying to, trying was the to, line at the store long? No, I think it was maybe like four people in front. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm be in and out. No, so I guess they saw the line starting to build up to the frozen food section, and um, they sent the guy over there that kind of works the door 
like by the self-checkout to come help. And that's how I got out of there quicker. He was like, all right, let me help you out. But the one guy, it sounded like he was sending money back to, and I ain't trying to be funny, but it sounded like he was sending money back to like Africa or something or Somalia just by his mm-hmm. accent and what he was talking about. But like, I get it because it's Western Union. But dang, you need, when you go in there, you need to know what the fuck you want to get. Like shit, people trying to get in and out. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like whenever I don't, I don't send, like, I don't have, I'm not in the habit of doing that. But if my mother, she wants me to send money, then I'm like, you have to give me all the instructions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I'm not trying to hold up the line. I'm not trying to look crazy. You have to tell me exactly how to do this. Yeah. So no, I definitely like come prepared, please. <laughs> come prepared. You hear that guys? Listeners, come prepared. Wherever you go, be prepared. When you don't, and, and you know, the people that get in the drive through, hold on, let me check out the menu. Hold, please. Let me see what I want. Hey, if you don't get the fuck out the line, <laughs> like, shit, we ready to eat. Like, what's going yes. on? Like, how you not yes. know you came to eat? You knew you was going to Wendy's or Chick fil A, and you still don't know what you want to eat? Exactly. You can look the menu up on your phone while yeah. you're waiting in the drive through for other people in front of you. They so. be trying to talk on the phone. That's what they be doing. Shit, I'm going to just, just, just talk on the phone and <laughs> shit, when I get there, then goddamn, that's how they be. That's how they be. But no, nah, man, it is good to, to be back podcasting. Guess what episode we're on? 60. How you know? You been keeping track? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and start the show officially uh you guys shout out to all the first time listeners last time listeners all the teachers healthcare workers you're now tuned into the i don't have a name for this yet podcast and i'm your host a1 and i got a pet yoshi in my closet and i am jen walters and i smuggled some stuff out of area 51 too Ooh, what did you <laughs> smuggle <laughs> aliens exist you all uh-oh, you hear that, guys? Yeah. I knew it. And you and you know on the podcast, there's an alien emoji on there. So at some point, we was going to be talking about some, some some space shit. So now we got it. We're going to see if we can find out what, she, what exactly is going on over there, too, guys. But, yeah, it's been a lot going on, man. Life has been, been moving. But I will say this is a music-heavy podcast this episode. We got lots to talk about. First off, we got to talk about Nas album. Have you? I I think I sent you. I sent you the clean version on accident. Yes, I was like, I am a grown woman. Why are you sending me this? I thought you had sensitive ears. I ain't know if you want to hear all that. (laughs) That's crazy. So, what what you think about it? I have to listen off of general principle that it's Nas. Nas is one of the greats. That's undebatable, like undisputable. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Debate someone else. But I don't. Oh, Nas is consistent. Mm-hmm. I feel his flow is, has always been consistent. I do feel that there were a couple tracks that I felt like he was experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think it fits him. Like the beat on 40 side. Is that 40 Future side. in the background? I don't know. Let's see. Now I got to go listen. Cause I, listen I to feel it like today. it's future in the background. And I feel like it is a very future beat. Like I would have never imagined Nas rapping on a beat like that. Let's see. 
When it's saying for real, for real. It could be yeah. future. It could be future. It could be future in the background. I thought he sounded good on there. I mean, I think that he sounded good, right? Just that type of beat was not expected Mm -hmm. for Nas when it comes to me. I felt that from store run to the end of the album was a little more classic Nas, like that. It kind of had like that 90s rap feel to Uh it. So I liked the second half of the album better. Um, Again, he makes some consistent references in the intro in the pressure he talks about the 40s rat pack like he's mentioned 40s rat pack like throughout his career but, but there are no standout bars there was nothing on this album they made me like, oh i can't believe that nigga said that like, <laughs> there was no verse where i was like oh that nigga's like he's going in like it's just it was underwhelming really um, there was one there's one line in Moments. I think, and Moments reminds me of that song he had with Chrisette Michelle mm-hmm. that samples Nat King Cole, I think. And I think in the video, his daughter's in the video. I think, but he's like going back and he's saying, you know, you'll never have the feel like the moment where you went for your first swim, you had your first kiss. Mm-hmm. Is his name is not Unforgettable. But I mean, it's talking about like unforgettable moments. So it reminded me of that mm-hmm. song. But in moments, he says something about like leather pants and pyrotechnics. Mm-hmm. And that immediately just makes me think of the Hate Me Now video. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> picture that video. But there's really nothing else that makes me, there was no standout bars to me. I know you were excited when Eminem started rapping. As soon as I heard it, I was like, ooh, there goes A1's guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Eminem, Eminem did his thing. And I, I, and I, I get, you got to give Eminem a lot of credit because he's always paying, you know, showing homage and paying respect to the people who inspire him and the greats. So it's, it's always good to hear what he said and just how he just raps, period, and just ties it all together like – Ain't even began to like break that shit down yet, but when you go back to it, you know, uh, you just you just kind of like, damn. But I will say, first of all, let me start off. My favorite song on here might be "Composure" with Hit Boy. That might be my favorite one, or either Nas is good or Bible. It's a lot of them. It's a okay. lot of them. And I, I like that Lauren Hill was on there. Like Lauren, I think Lauren Hill might have one of the best verse on this album. Just, just, just off what she was talking about alone. Yes, I think that them together is always a winning combination. Oh yeah, most definitely. And so it was nice to hear them together. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. And yet, is it just me or does Hit Boy sound like currency? I felt like a little bit. When yeah. I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute, is this? And I was. I was like, this is not okay. All right. Yeah, he just ain't as, as slurry as currency, but the same like the sonics of his voice sounds a lot like currency. Because okay. I had to go look too, and I was like, this currency, and I was all know it's Hit Boy because he said he said so. But oh, I didn't even hear that. Hit Boy got a line on there that's that's super dope. Though I think he might have one of the best lines on there. But to me, I think he said complexities. He said he said uh, the spirit of excellence in my genetics. Uh, complexities come with my complexion. I was just like, oh man, like Hip Boy wrote that, but maybe not. It okay, could be Nas. Okay. 
But sure. I like what he said though, because that just kind of just made me feel away. And the beat was good, and I don't know. But I I will say this isn't Nas's most lyrical album, but I think this is Nas. This this is Nas four four four. Okay, that's fair. I think that's fair. Hold on, this is my mom. Let me. Yeah. Hold. On, let me actually. I'm gonna, let me see if I can merge it and have her as a guest again. Hold on. Hello, mom. You are calling from the podcast. Don't say anything that incriminate me or give away my identity. I'm finna ask you something. I can, um, I'm finna ask you something about some earbuds. If <laughs> I, if Carter lost his earbuds, right? Mm-hmm. And then he somebody stole his phone, so he got a new phone. And let's say I found the earbuds. The old airbus, but he got new airbus too, and he got the new airbus connected to his phone. Okay. Will the old airbus connect to the new phone? All right, if say that one more time. Okay, I got the airbus, and I'm trying to figure out if these belongs to uh, Carter. Mm-hmm. But he sent bought new airbus, and he got a replacement phone because somebody stole his um phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out if. I have what I think may be his earbuds. Will they connect to his new phone? Oh yeah, you just Bluetooth. You just turn on your Bluetooth and, and do the connection process. My earbuds will work on both of y'all phone, and y'all earbuds work no, on no, my phone. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. He already has an earbud already connect to his phone. Mm-hmm. So can both of them connect to the phone at the same time? I know you can do like a share audio thing. Like if y'all want to watch something and have separate headphones, you can. So how can I? determine if these airbuds that I may have found belong to him or not? Uh, Probably through his Apple ID. Like on his and, find and my iPhone. You don't find your iPhone? And did he name his 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 AirPods? Because I named mine. Did you name these? Nope. No problem. Okay, so what is this? This is the genius bar. You gotta hit the thing up. Hit the button where it say hold on. Cause those might be his new ones. Where your new ones at? Here at the podcast, we do it all. We fix phones. We can air Bluetooth earbuds. We help people find <laughs> stuff that they lost. We help old ladies cross the street. All right. Go, go finish. Doing what thanks thanks a lot for saying uh, my name. You got to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I'm all right. I just got. I'm gonna just delete it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it was gonna happen, man. I knew it. Three minutes, like fifteen seconds. Yeah, almost was out of here. Let me go. Twenty three hundred.
But yeah, guys, we are back. Let me make sure she's gone. Yeah, she's gone for it. She's going to start telling all my business out there. <laughs> was that your sister? It sounded like your sister, too, yeah, in that the was, background. Yeah, that was the oh, one, okay. the troublemaking one. Okay. I guess they're trying to um, hook up his uh, stuff back because he, he – uh, they had rented a car and they, they left their, he left his phone. They had like a charge, the little flat surface charging in the car. Mm-hmm. And he left his phone and then the car went, they went to go turn the car, but basically wash it. And all of a sudden the phone isn't there when he went back to go get it. And they can't pull oh, the course. cameras. They don't know who did it, but somebody got it. But if you sell an iPhone, there's not much you can do if they shut the shit down. You can't even, you can sell it for parts, but don't think you're going to use it. Yeah, like it's kind of crazy. I don't, I don't even understand why you just wouldn't give it back. But you know, it was somebody young who probably don't know much about phones. Yeah, but, you can probably get more like giving it back, and the person might give you a reward yeah. over selling a part. Yeah, people just I don't know. I got a new iPhone, bro. I got a new iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. That's how they be. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But yeah, Hit Boy does sound like currency, and I do think that's my favorite song on there. The Bible, like, it's so many songs that's good, but I definitely think that this is his four four four, you know, his four 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 moment. And I think I like this four 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 better than Jay Z's four four four. I think Jay Z's four 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 got the hype it got because he admitted to cheating on Beyonce. Yeah, and that's you know yeah you know I think that was probably his most introspective he's been like about his personal like because he's usually pretty yeah pretty private you know like yeah. Nas has kind of been through you've seen it unfold and you know just talking about his you know just how life is just where he is in life and how he feeling and I'm happy to see him happy like it's it's really good it felt good to hear this and like I think just just from the albums we have so far this year I think he's top three albums of the year right now really if not two okay just just okay. off this just off this so the other one clearly would be j cole for you right yes j cole is probably oh, okay. gonna be number one j cole is definitely number one um i don't know who else came out this year i can't even think that's bad i know frank um, ocean not frank ocean what's that guy tyler the creator came out his album i haven't finished it but from what I did here, I did like, but yeah, Nas did and J. Cole are up there for albums of the year from, for me. Well, Kanye came out. I feel like Benny came out with two. West Side Gun just came out with one. Yeah. But I don't know how heavily you listen to them. I listen to them. Um, they put out so much stuff that I haven't even finished into some of the other ones. They do. They put like, out they really so do. much. I, I haven't gotten to the latest Benny or West Side Gun. They and remind, one of my friends was just tweeting me about it too. They remind me of uh, of currency when it comes to to music, like how how much volume they put. Like currency put out like four albums, four mixtapes this year alone. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like currency just put out stuff and you won't even know until you go look for it. And that's how they remind me. It's just so much to catch up with. But I do like their music. I like their their content and, and their beats and stuff like that. But and it's wild because. One of my little cousins, how do my dad's sister, that's my aunt, her son is my first cousin. His mm-hmm. son is my second cousin, right? That's how it works, right? Wait, say that again because I'm bad with stuff like that. <laughs> my dad's sister, so that's my aunt. Her mm-hmm. son, that's my first cousin. Yes. And then his son is my second cousin, right? 
Yes. I think okay, that's, that's how I always did it. So, like, my second cousin, we I was staying at my first cousin's house, and his son would come by, and we would just chop it up and talk. And when it was so wild to see, like, all my little cousins, they're grown people now. Like, they have kids. They're so smart. They're so, like, they're book smart. They're emotionally intelligent. They're driven. Like, they're just amazing people. But we were talking about, like, artists who we'd like to see perform in person. Mm-hmm. And my first cousin, his dad was like, he wouldn't want to see Nas because he feels like it would be boring. And when I tell you his son went in on him. Really? And, you know, his son, I think he's 27. And so, you know, he's teetering on the age. Because, you know, some of these people don't even think of Tupac isn't a good rapper and all this other stuff but and they don't know who any of like the pioneers are so him like how he was defending Nas was amazing and he was like what's Nas West so this is pre-Kings of these two he was like what's Nas West album name have you even listened to it so how are you gonna talk about him how are you gonna say anything and I'm really hoping that he was referring to Kings of these from 2020 Mm -hmm. and not the re-release of It Was Written, the expanded version. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even if he was like referring to that, that's a re-release of stuff from the 90s that my cousin is appreciating. So I was like, wow. So then I was like going back and I was looking at Nas's discography. And I think in 99, he released two albums. And I was like in shock of that. But then like you saying, like Currency and like Griselda, like yes, the, um, the volume of stuff that they released. Like we were shocked when DMX did two in one year. Yeah. I was shocked when Nas did two in one year, but the amount that guys today or rappers today can release in one year and it's consistently good. It's amazing. Like that's real talent. It is. And that's, and that's one thing. That's one thing I got to give Jay-Z credit for is it longevity. He, he was the person him, him and Snoop. They've shown, and I would say Jay-Z is probably the epitome of it, like the best example of having longevity in hip-hop because there's always been a young man's game, but now you see that people can age with like rap and hip-hop and actually have something to talk about other than whatever they was talking about when they first started. Like Jeezy, yeah. like Jeezy's been drugs. You've seen his transformation. You can kind of see, even with Gucci Man, like you can see that his rapping has gotten better. Same subject matter for the most part, but like somebody like Jeezy, somebody like T.I., Ludacris, all of these people have evolved, but Jay-Z just kind of kept it going. And it's, and it's good content because you need something for somebody that's, I say 30 and up, 25 and up maybe, because you're, like, you're going through different things in life. And I wouldn't even say it's necessarily an age, but I would say it's more so just your experiences. Like you're becoming a parent, you becoming a a a, a, a a corporate professional. You live in you know a certain type of lifestyle. You're you're hitting these milestones, having these moments. You need music that shows that growth. You don't want to be shoot 'em up, bang bang your whole life, or just you know banging my white tee your whole life. You know, right? Yeah. So I, I give Nas credit for that too because he's still going. He doesn't put out at the rate of some of the other people, but him and Jay-Z are probably like some of the best examples of of that. Yes, most definitely. They do have a very good longevity. But but overall, I did like this album. I mean, like he had some good content stuff on there that made me think, but I, I definitely feel like where I am in life and what's going on with me, I feel like this is something that I needed to hear just to, you know, Nas is one of my favorites. Like he's definitely in my top five favorites ever. 
So almost definitely. Yeah, like you can't, you can't just what he does and how he tells a story. And I think this was some, a lot of these sound like good stories. Like he's just recanting his life over a beat with a with a cadence to yes. it. And that's what yeah. I like about it. Like, yeah, it ain't the greatest lyrically like he used to do, but I think some of that's still in there. But I think it's just just different stuff. It's just different stuff. Yeah. But it, it was. And I will good. say, like one line, like if there is nothing that holds true, and I was like, ooh, I felt that. No phony love with Charlie Wilson. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's if only one. love guaranteed trust, I was yeah. like, well, it's okay. Preach it to the choir. Why you? Nas, you reading my diary now. Okay, yeah. I heard you. Yeah, that's a good one. I listened to that at work with one of my headphones on, and I was just like, that's a that's a good one. That is a good one. But I like what Charlie Wilson, he said, he said, he said, I wouldn't be lonely if I wasn't so lonely. And it just kind of made me think about, like, like why would he even write that? Like, when, what, what do people do when they get lonely? And why is Charlie Wilson lonely? You know, it just kind of got me to go, and then 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 Nas come in rapping. And he's just like, "Oh man, this just was like a great, a great match, great, great yes. match." Well, it was it was a lot of good stuff on here, man. A lot of good stuff. Nas is good is really good. Like it's it's so many good ones on here. Brunch on Sundays is good too. I like yes, them all, man. I like them all. I think there is one that I did not like so much but i can't think of which one it is it might be it might it might be yk tv no it ain't that i think i eventually started i don't know which one it is it's either it might be death row east but i did like i think it's just the beat for me that i didn't like okay but it ain't it ain't a song here that i skip at all it's not a it's not an album where i skip and that's always good. Yeah, but you did mention Kanye West. Well, hold on, let's see. Let's see what else on the docket. He is on the docket, but let's see. <laughs> let's see. Cause on, let's see if we can get it. Get it in context. Okay, actually, that is next on the docket. Kanye West album. I know you've been off Kanye West, and I've been off Kanye West since. I know I didn't listen to Jesus is King. I didn't listen to that. I didn't look at any of the, the Sunday choir, mass choir. I didn't listen to none of that. I won't listen. To, I didn't listen to any of that MAGA red hat Trump shit either. Um, but this album, I will say. This, this, this. I like it. I don't know where I'm putting it at yet because I'm still trying to digest it. But I like it. I like some of the things he's saying on there. Kind of made me cry a little bit. But I like. I like what he's saying. I know you ain't heard it yet, but he did. But that's gonna open up a whole bunch of cans right there. Huh. And, and can you tell the listeners why you haven't uh been on Kanye? I have stopped supporting so the last Kanye album I listened to is The Life of Pablo. Um I had issues with Kanye when he got with Kim K. Really? I don't like that family. I don't support them. I think that they are just a bunch of culture vultures. They have no talent. They just steal from black women. They use black men and that's it. And for him to get with her, it it was like it bothered me. I wasn't it really bothered me. I was like, you had Alexis, you had Amber, and this is where you paused and made a family. But I still listen to Life of Pablo. I tried to be forgiving for that. 
But once he supported Trump, I couldn't do it anymore. I absolutely couldn't do it anymore. Um, no, it's, it's a line that I felt that I couldn't. He crossed. I couldn't. I I have not been able to see past that mm-hmm. at, at this point. Um, I do think that there are some things that he does that are still brilliant. I was I didn't look into it fully, but I saw like complex post about it on Instagram. The little Donda player. Hey, I was I was going to talk about that today, too. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's like you can change the beats like you can add like drums and like other percussion instruments to the album as you listen to it. Right. Yeah. It's called the stem player. And for those who don't know what, what stems are in music, even like what we're doing now, like you have a vocal track. You have the beat and then you may have something for for like ad libs. You may have something for like if you're going to put on like a streaming thing like Spotify, Pandora, where they can add commercials. It's like a basically a blank track where they can put stuff in and go back to the song. And basically what that does is that you can take out the vocals and just have the instrumental drop the beat and just have the vocals or you can add bass. You can modify this and kind of play it how you want. And that's kind of what a stem is, what, a st- what the stem player does. And that's kind of a brief overview of what a stem is but that's dope technology to me yes i thought that was very cool i thought it was very on brand for that type of innovation for kanye to be the one to do it so i was like okay that's cool but then the album is 26 tracks i'm just like so he divorces his wife and becomes chris brown like why are we doing this why are we putting out albums with 26 tracks and then on top, when I first saw the track listing, I just thought it was 26 tracks. It didn't have any of the features. Yeah. And so one of my friends said, it's too many features for me. And I was like, I was just looking at the track list and there's no features. And he was like, oh, no, no, there's features. And he showed it to me. And I was like, what is this? I was like, this is almost every song. And some songs have multiple people. So then yeah. it scared me that you have an album that, that, that is that long. You have this many features how is this cohesive? Like, it makes me wonder if this is a cohesive body of work or does it just sound like it's all over the place? So that is why I have not listened to it. Um, if I, if one of my friends play it and I'm around, I will listen, but I will not actively have that playing on my Apple music. I'll say this. It's, it's 27 tracks and the last, what, from 24, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 20, and the last four songs are just part twos or other versions of the first or a couple of tracks that are on the CD. Like, Jail got Jay-Z on the first one, but Jail Part 2 got the Baby's uh, verse that he took out. But I think on this album, the Baby has the best verse on this album so far, just from, what he, just from subject matter alone. Um, you know... And it's okay, the okay. Baby. Yeah, the baby. The A baby. Yeah. The niggler. Yeah, the one yeah. that kind of talk like this. You know, <laughs> the one that kind of talk like that. But okay, I would have never guessed that I'd be hearing that. But okay, I never thought I'd be saying it. But he, I think he does have. It's a verse. Remember when J Cole put out a? What was that last time put out? Kod, and he had the baby mm-hmm. on a rapping with him. Yeah. It's a verse like that. Okay, okay. It's a verse. It's a verse. It's a verse that's very Kanye Westish, but it's a verse that's very surprising like that. 
but it's good. Yeah. He kind of talk about what he been going through, and it's kind of good. I just like how he did it. This is kind of almost. Made, I ain't even gonna lie. It almost made me cry, man. <laughs> it, it did. It did almost make me cry. But I will say that the, what I what I did want to get to, because it's gonna lead us into our next next part of the music section, is that there's a song on here called I think it's Hurricane, and I think that's a shot at Drake. Okay. The song going to, he's like, so he kind of, he kind of, you know how Drake got that flow like this. You know, he kind of talk like that when he, when he, when he does his mm-hmm. songs. Kanye West is rapping like that. And he said, he says, I might play a piece of it, but I'm going to play a piece of it so you can, well, actually, let me just read, oops, let me just, because I do not want to get taken down. They might be able to hear this shit in the background because they took me down last time. Let's see. Hmm. No, it's on OK OK, not Hurricane. Mm, let's see. Mm. We getting there. We getting there. Or is it on OK OK Part Two? I can't find you it. You because you have all, again, because you have so many tracks to go through. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's on OK, OK, because he's like, OK, OK, OK. And that's the name of the song. But he got this, he got this, this cadence that sounds exactly like what Drake was saying. He basically saying, he's saying, you ain't got no identity. I can't tell the difference between you and me. Um, and he's rapping and sounding exactly like Drake. Like I could like, man, did Drake write this or or you know, you can tell this kind of, you can tell this Kanye, but it's different. I just can't find the uh actually let me just go ahead and just try to find it. Oh, here you go. He says, Hold on. I want to just play a little bit for you. Okay. Yeah, guys, you're now listening to tunes on. I'm trying to stop it, but it won't stop. That does sound very, very similar to Drake. Like. Yes, the cadence, the sing-songiness, like, yes. Yeah. He said, all you rap in sound like me, can't tell who is who. You got no no real identity, can't tell tell you from you. Um, price went up, yeah, Angel Investor. You know, that's kind of how Drake be rapping a lot of the time. So I, was, I think he's taking shots at him because originally they were supposed to be releasing their album on the same day, which was supposed to be tomorrow, I think. Yes, that's Friday. So they're supposed to be releasing the album on September 3rd, but it's a bunch of stuff saying that Drake got his album leaked and a bunch of other stuff. But just listening to it, it did sound like he was talking about Drake and like picking, because I had to stop and look at my phone to see what was going on. I was like, what is this? But but yeah, it is, it's, it's kind of mm. crazy. I'm, and I'm, I will say for the first time in a very, very long time, I'm actually excited about a Drake album. I will say that. 
just 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 because of everything that's going on because it's gonna segue us into our another another subject and then but we have a, a pseudo subject that's here but it's not really on the docket but you can't talk about Kanye and not talk about Drake and not have Drake be a topic but I will say this album is definitely better than Jesus is King I think I like this one better than Life is Pablo Okay. I, I might say that I don't like some of the features because they got like Fabio, Dirk, people that I don't necessarily like to listen to, and some of the mm-hmm. beats I don't really like like. But I like Kanye West verse. I like how it all goes. It's a very eclectic piece of work. I'm gonna just say that. Okay. But it's that it, I think it's good. Though. I think it's good. He got some good lines on there. It just kind of he has some good pieces in there. Everybody got good pieces in there. But like I said, the baby has the best verse. And I'm going to let you listen to it whenever you listen to it, and then we'll revisit it. But I do think uh, we got to talk about Drake. I, I, like I said, I am I'm, I am excited to listen to Certified Lover Boy. <laughs> like, I am going to be up, ready to listen to it, because I want to see what's going on. Because there's so much up in the air right now. Um, did you see his uh, album cover? No. Oh my gosh. I've just been seeing the billboards all over the place. And you know what? That's some great marketing. Really? Yes. That's great marketing. So, like, hey, New York, the GOAT is on Certified Lover Boy for New York. In Tennessee, he has, hey guys, Project Pat, and uh, I forgot the guy name. I was listening to him too, is on. I wasn't to for Project Pat alone. <laughs> I just got to. Project Pat is on Certified Little Boy. Hey Atlanta, the baby. I mean, little baby. Um, Twenty One Savage. Somebody else. Two Chains is all on. Certified. Like every city that have major stars, he's marketing that. You know, I thought that was pretty pretty clever to do. But his album cover is a pregnant woman emoji, and it's like twelve of them. Oh, I did see that, but I just thought it was like a joke. I don't remember where I saw it. Yeah, but I thought it was. I didn't take it seriously for anything, but I actually hate that marketing campaign. The the billboards. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, why? I feel like I don't know if I'm just like I have to go against the grain, but it makes me it makes me feel like so is he in competition with Kanye for this features? Again, I don't like all these features on the Kanye album because it makes me question what type of work it is. Is it cohesive? Is it just going to be all over the place? And so now I feel like Drake is directly trying to compete with something that already makes me worry that it's going to diminish the quality of the album. So a whole bunch of features just is not appealing to me. You don't have to have no features. You don't have to be J. Cole. But boasting all the features that you have especially when we've had to wait this long for this album it makes me it makes me feel like well do you know that you what you're rapping isn't good enough and you're about to get washed like how he got washed by little baby on whatever album what was it the little it was five a three piece. song yeah scary hour yeah. or something like that yeah thank you like are you just about to get washed again it does not excite me it it underwhelms me it makes me think <laughs> that everyone is about to come and walk all over drake and people are just gonna like it because it's drake 
I think people are going to like it just because it's Drake. People like everything Drake do, even when it sucks. I think he's just like America's poster child, I guess. But I will yeah, say. Yeah, and he's Canadian. Yeah, and he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a whole country behind you. And I mean, you can absolutely embrace other people, but I'm just like, again, I want, I want evolved backpack rapper Drake. I don't want corporate machine Drake. I just don't. I don't want Tootsie Five Drake. I don't want Drake getting washed by his features Drake. I I I think I don't, honestly I don't know what to expect, but they say J Cole is on there. And they say Kendrick okay, is on something. there. Okay, those are things I'm excited for. <laughs> and I, I don't necessarily believe the Kendrick one, but I want to say I saw something that said that he was. I'm like, but I want to say they say J Cole is on there, but I don't know. And they say Cole Kendrick is on there. I don't know about that one for sure. And that's gonna lead us into our next topic too. But so I do think he is competing with Kanye West. I think they've always been in competition to see who's gonna sell the most, who make the best music, who makes the best albums, who does this. And I just think you really can't Kanye West is Kanye West, man. Drake is Drake. Like they're they're two in the same. They're two heads of a they two heads of a snake. Um But I think I don't I think Drake is probably gonna outsell outsell him for sure, but I think Kanye might have the better project. Oh, I, I want to hear your take on it once it comes out. I I intend to wait up to listen to Certified Lover Boy. So. Like, traditionally, for me, with Drake, like, here's a lot of songs that I don't like, but the ones that I do like, I play over and over. Now, it may be like four or five, depending on how long the album is, that I do like. But Kanye West has always been, except for that one album, Jesus King, Life of Pablo was hit and miss for me. But most of the songs on there I do like. But Drake is always like that. I can guarantee you I'm going to like less than half of the CD. And, you know, okay. I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. But, you know, that's just kind of how I'm looking at it. But I do think that uh, I think I do think they're in competition. I think they I think they both know something. I think there's going to be a lot of shots. I think it's going to get ugly. But I did. I, I, like I said, I think Drake's gonna sell the most. But I think I'm gonna like Kanye West album more. I'm gonna go back to that one more. But I think Drake's gonna have the better songs that I go back to more of the two. If that makes sense. That does make sense. So that that's my that's my take on it. But I, I'm 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 ready to see what is gonna what's gonna be on there. But that leads okay. us to our next subject. Did you hear the Kendrick verse? Kendrick, I knew you were gonna say it. Yeah, because all three of them kind of tied together right now to me. But I don't yeah, think Kendrick I can't did. play. Kendrick can't come to play. He came to reclaim his time. I know that much. He did. He did. And to me, <laughs> I don't know who's better between Drake and Kendrick. I'm not Drake and Kendrick, but J. Cole and Kendrick. But those are my those are my two favorite more recent artists. I don't know how to I don't know how they're great. I think they won and won eight or they tied for one, but they definitely not two. I can tell you that. Um, but he came, he can't, he, he, he didn't come to play. I, I will say that. And I, I was impressed because I was surprised. I was surprised. Um, what, what you think about this verse? What you think? Wait, why are you, I want to know why you were surprised. Cause I think that this is, 
Oh, I, on I, par for Kendrick. Oh yeah, it's on par for him. I just wasn't expecting to hear anything from him <laughs> anytime soon. Maybe next year. Oh, okay. Um. Well, okay, that's true because I wasn't. That was shocking to hear him, but uh, it's. I don't even want to say it's hungry Kendrick because I just feel like that's Kendrick's energy all the time. Like he, he's always there to be artful and intentional with what he says and I it's just good to hear him like, it is good to hear him it is just good to hear him but it's good to hear him it's a different good to hear him because it's like this is he has not lost it like we have waited and he's given us something and it makes me want more Definitely. I don't feel like Kendrick has lost anything. I don't feel that he doesn't have a wow factor. He doesn't have that, ooh, that bar. He still has all of it. He and does. I feel like he has a lot of it left in him. He does. Kendrick Kendrick is a special guy, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> but I'm gonna break down. I told you I told you what my take on that. And I'm gonna just I'm gonna just kind of break down at least the first half of it for you. But I, I was like I said I was surprised we haven't heard from Drake not Drake but Kendrick I gotta stop saying that Kendrick since what 2017 2018 let's look albums actually let's just do this that way I can see all the albums in order let's see So we haven't heard from actually they don't they won't let me do them in order. Let's see. The last thing we heard from Kendrick was like Dan was twenty seventeen and he did the Black Panther album. He was pretty much on all the songs except well, I think it was on pretty much all the songs. And that was twenty eighteen. So we haven't heard anything yeah. since twenty nineteen, twenty, twenty none of twenty one. But his own album was seventeen. So that's 18, 19, yeah. 20, 21. So that's four years or three and a half if you want to, you know, go that route. And, right. you know, just for him to pop out like that, like, it's just, it's just crazy for me. So I was up, I think I was up at like two o'clock in the morning just surfing the internet. And somebody was like, Kendrick verse on this was better than anything we heard on Donda. Because I didn't know Donda was coming out because I was still set on it coming out uh, tomorrow with Drake. So, so I started seeing people post like black things. I'm thinking they were doing like one of them blackout Tuesday type things or whatever. But it was actually Kanye West. So I was like, okay. So when I woke up that morning, I heard Kanye West. But that night when I saw Drake, not Drake, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> Kendrick. Did you see the video for it? No. Oh, man, you got to see the video. You got to see the video. Um. I'm going to send it to you when we get off. You got to see the video. And that's what I saw first. I, Kendrick was kind of dancing. <laughs> it was kind of crazy and rapping. But you can tell Kendrick going to be, be he's going to be Kung Fu Kenny. It's going to be Funny Voice Kenny. It's going to be Overly Dedicated Kenny. It's going to be Damn Kenny, Good Kid, Mad City Kenny, The Pimple Butterfly, Untitled, Unmastered Kendrick. It's going to be all of that. But his verse, his verse, I'm going I'm to I'm read off some of the lyrics. Like, I know what they are, but I don't want to, like, misquote them. Mm-hmm. And like just listening to him, it just kind of like put me in like a place where it's just like, oh. So let me let me pull it up. I don't want to play it. 
Let's see. Lyrics. Let's go towards the bottom. The boy was going off. Uh all right. So let's let's see. He says So he says smoking on your top five tonight. You know people been saying smoking on whatever for like the last year or two, right? So to <laughs> me, he take a shots at whoever people think is in the top five i could think of him cole drake wale maybe big sean out of out of their draft class or whoever they think in the top five and i don't know which top five but i think he's talking about of his peers so he goes in to say smoking on what's her name tonight i don't know what that part means just yet he says smoking on you shores ain't too too nice but the lyrics say ain't two nine yeah two i'm not i'm not sure what that means but he goes and it says i am the omega pg lane roller game sie don't address me unless it's with four letters what do you think those four letters are and that's what i thought initially too but i think it's a double entendre for this thing he said i thought you known better i've been ducking the pandemic i've been ducking social gimmicks because you know I think this is all of this is shots at Drake still. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm a trending topic. And then, oh, then he said, hold on, y'all playing with me. He say all of that over again. And then he goes into the part that says, I've been ducking the overnight activists. I'm not a trending topic. I'm a prophet. I answered to Metatron and Gabriel. He says, he says, uh, bitch looking for a better me. I'm a legacy. I come from the 70, the Al Green offspring guns, the melody. The big shot wrist on cryotherapy. As soon as I press that button, N words better get like the ambulance coming. Use um. Wait, he said something else about the ambulance and then moving to the right. But anyway, but I'm gonna go back to the part where he says I'm the Omega. So that automatically peaked my you know part my ears because you only hear like Alpha and Omega in certain contexts. You think of Omega threes or you think about some biblical shit. So I kept going. And then I told my friend about it at work, and he was like, he says, he said, hey, man, Kendrick gets some shit. And I was like, what you mean? And he was like, he said, he said, he said, when he talk about no four letters, do you know what he's talking about? And like, I didn't catch it at first. But he says the four letters are, let me pull it, I think it's Y-H-W-H. And in the Bible, that's that's in the Bible to say no man would know what his name is, but people have put the verbs in between the Y H W H to spell Yahweh. So originally it should be Y H W H, and those are the four letters that he might be talking. About. I think it's a double entendre, and I go I started digging deeper, and I was like, all right. So he was like, he said, because he he real into like church and, and the Bible and stuff like that. And history mm-hmm. and so i ain't think nothing else of it. i was like, like he could be talking about that but i think he's talking about goat but i think he's talking about both so i think it's a double entendre but i started like doing some more digging and i looked up metatron because i thought he said megatron like the megatron like from transformers or something but i heard gabriel mm-hmm. and i know those are angels and so i looked up metatron and i figured out what it is and i'm gonna tell you exactly what it is so i okay. think 
like I said, all of this is shots at Drake. But let's see, let me type it in again. So my other phone. I'm gonna read you verbatim what it say. Mm-mm. And now my phone. Don't, oh, here we go. My phone don't want to act right. Okay. It says it reads what Metatron is. It says what kind of angel is Metatron? And then you tell me what he getting at with this. It says. He is the highest angel and serves as the celestial scribe or recording angel, keeping keeping notes of man's sins and good comings. And what does it say? Wait. I can't find it now, but I know it was saying keeping keeping track of man's sins and good comings um, between man and God. Or whatever. And so I look at that word scribe. You know what scribes mm-hmm. do? They write. Drake don't write. Mm. So I think he's I think he's getting to a point where he's just saying like everybody keeps talking about the goat, but I think he's really saying he's the rap God. You know, only two people who say that is Eminem and Kendrick. So I think okay, he's just okay. I think he's describing the way that he's writing. Like I think he's saying like the way I'm writing is on a level that y'all ain't even on. Y'all everybody concerned about being a goat and being a top five. I might be a rap god. I think he's saying that. And it says the celestial scribe, the recording angel, keeping track of man's sins and good good comings between man and God. And I think he's I think if you look at Kendrick's albums, he's always been like documenting what he sees, the good, the bad, the ugly. And like I think the way he tied all of that in was amazing. But the funny thing is, guess who guess who is Jewish? Drake. So Yahweh is a word or something that Drake would know as a Jewish follower. You get what I'm saying? So I think he's mm-hmm. getting that Drake in a way that only he will recognize it. Everybody else may think he's talking about being a goat, but I think he's getting at him on some shit that only a Jewish person would know and Drake is Jewish. And like, I didn't draw the Jewish c- conclusion until I, cause I kept saying Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew. And I was like, that's Jewish. And I was like, oh shit. Kendrick ain't <laughs> fucking playing. <laughs> He's not playing. Like to put all of that thought in, you ain't even like what? You ain't even made it past eight bars yet. They have all of that packed into that. And less than 10, 10 seconds into the song, like is is amazing. And I think, like I said, I think all of this is aimed at Drake. I think he might have been waiting for Drake to say something, post something, and then he was going to pop out. And then, he, I, then you know I thought he said, he said, you know I thought he said, fuck that single, fuck that owl, burn that hard drive. I think he said, looking at the lyrics, he says album, not owl, but I think he's playing with the way he's stretching and bending the words to make it sound like a thing to kind of throw yeah. you hints. Because Eminem does that. He can rhyme apple with car <laughs> he can make it he can he can do it <laughs> or whatever like how the hell you run that but the way he'll say it sound sounds or when i think that's what kendrick is doing with that but he says more flows to come and if you remember on um if this song called the heart part four and he was like he said so many flows i'm throwing them out scratch that that ain't the flow that ain't the style scratch that and you can hear him throwing throwing paper Balling up paper and mm-hmm. throwing it. And that's, you know, I think he was talking to Drake and Big Sean at that time. And I think he's still playing with that so many flows because he's such a great writer. He can throw away flows and still have something else to go with. So I think he's really getting that Drake a lot. That's my breakdown of just that that much of the song. Okay. And 
Oh, when you told me that she had a whole breakdown of it, like you sounded super excited. I it, was. It was, was good. <laughs> this was very good. It is good. And like me and my friend, we kept going back. He was like, he said, "Man, I ain't know," because he don't he don't really know much about like the history in the past because he's a little older. But he knew he mm-hmm. knew something stuck out to him and something stuck out to me, and we just got to chopping it up. But he came up with the whole Yahweh thing, and that's what made me like look for more things. And I was like Gabriel Metatron. He said I only answered to to two people, and I think he said that's Metatron and Gabriel. And I was just like, who is that? So it just kind of just got me to thinking and just start looking into it more. But he had some good shit in there. Like, it's a lot to unpack. But just in less than 16 or 8 bars, like, he packed a lot of shit in there with saying so much. So I'm ready to see. Like, I think Kendrick may come this year. But if he don't, I'm thinking top of next year. I feel like if he does, I feel like he's going to wait until the very last of this year. And he, that's how he's gonna close the year out. And he did say, "I'm the Omega. I'm ending it. I'm the end." So maybe he is gonna wait to December yeah. to drop some shit. Y'all don't had y'all fun. And he said something else in there about Kanye. He said, "He said Kanye made a switch up, but I'm a true Gemini, or something like that." I gotta go back and look at it. But he he got a lot of stuff in there. Let's see. Let me see what he said. Hmm. Mm, where is it? And you know what else tipped me off when he started saying he's the Elohim? That's what made me think about refer back to the whole Yahweh thing and then start looking into those angels. And I was like, okay. Okay. That makes sense. He said, yeah, Kanye West changed his life, but me, I'm still an old school Gemini. Then he say little bitch. So I was like, maybe he's talking about Big Sean still too, but I was like, I don't know. But maybe he, they, they said they, mm. they ain't had no real beef. They kind of squash that or whatever. They put that the kibosh on that, but you just never know, man. Kendrick packs a lot of shit in just one one line. There's a lot in there, so I just started breaking it down. But I do think, I think people are like ready for the the Drake Kendrick showdown if that's gonna happen. I think uh, if Drake was smart, he wouldn't do it. Drake Drake ain't gonna do it. He's been baiting him because if you remember, I want to say it was the 2013 BET Cipher. I think I he was getting that Drake in that too. You said you don't. Okay, I don't. But now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. Then then look for the heart part four, and then listen to, and then listen to this. I think that's enough to kind of get you get you get you back to. You know where we at now with, with whatever's been going on. Um, okay. Yeah, and then you think about control too. It even goes back to control. That's 2012, I think. But all of these things, he been, he been, they've been throwing jabs at each other for like a while. Kendrick's more noticeable. Drake's has been very suck. I don't think he really wanted because you're gonna have to need a whole. You got a team. You're gonna need another team of writers if you're gonna do this with Kendrick. But yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Of course, I think Drake going to have the most number because he's more popular, but I do think he's more talented than than Drake, like when it comes to what, what they're doing. Drake's a great artist for what he what he does, but Kendrick is Kendrick, man. <laughs> he is. Like, yeah, man. Kendrick, Kendrick's a monster. And the only person I can say that comes, you know, that just you could put in that same category is J. Cole, the only person. Maybe Big Sean. 
because he stepped it up a lot. But the only person, only two people I can say, those are the heavyweights of that of that generation. I can agree to that. I definitely can. And I just watched the video on silent. Um, yeah, Kendrick coming in, even with no <laughs> sound. I'm like, oh, he's ready. And then on top of that, like, I like the little, little ballerina motif that reminded me of Kanye's Runaway video. Yeah. Um, okay, I see. But then I also didn't know. I literally, so first off, when I heard it and I was like, Kendrick and Baby Kim, I didn't know if they were cousins. Like, I just found that out because I, Go ahead. I love Die For My Bitch or, yeah, Die For My Bitch by Baby Kim. Like, I love that tape. And that is also the reason why I will never leave a man a voicemail because you all are not about to get me when I'm cursing you out on your voicemail and sample it and put it on your damn mixtape. Absolutely crazy. not. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah. So it was like, I was surprised when I was like, oh, shoot, Kendrick on a baby Kim song. But yeah, and then I was like, oh, wow, they're cousins. I did not know that. So yeah, I want to say, else. I don't know what I was doing, but I think I either heard or saw or read something about, about them being related. But I guess it's why they call it family ties. Yeah. But I will say, the way Kendrick was switching those verses, I thought it was baby. Is it baby Kim or baby King? Hello? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm here. Could you hear me? Oh, you just cut out for a second. And now oh. I can. Well, I was saying, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know if his name is Baby Keem or Baby Kim. Which one is it? Oh, I thought it was Kim. I always say Kim. So maybe it is Kim because Kim, the R&B singer, is one E. And so two E's with Kim. Yeah, that does make more sense. And I think he do say Keem in the thing. I think he says Keem in in in, in his verse somewhere too. But I thought okay. when they was in the car and he was rapping, before he started doing the amazing brother voice, I thought that was him, but he going back and forth with itself. Like just switching voices in and out, in and out, and go to some mm. different voice. He used like four different voices. And, and flows in one, in one verse. That's crazy. That so is. So I'm just like, man, Kendrick can't come to play with these people, man. And then he's like, come on, y'all playing me, man. Like, like he's like, he had the tight lip <laughs> on. He did. He did kind of sound like that. Like, like it's it's crazy like just just to see that like it's very it's a this is probably the most excited i've been about music in a very very long time i agree i agree especially after hearing you break it down i'm like yeah i feel i really feel like this is like he's gonna drop by the end of the, at the end of the year yeah i think a lot of people are having like i'm listening to like different shows and podcasts everybody thinks that he's coming like i thought he was coming too but they do say Drake and Kendrick supposed to have an album coming together, and they say J. Cole and Kendrick still have their album coming. It may not be what we thought it was going to be, but they say it's supposed to be coming. And I think it's going to come when – because you know, you know Kendrick, this is his last album on TDE, right? Yeah. So I think it's going to come when he probably have a little bit more freedom. He ain't got to worry about corporate or political ties, and he can do what he want. I think that's when we'll get it. And I think at this point in life, we might get the best – Kendrick and Cole ever. I think they're they're like I don't even think they're they they're pinnacle yet. I think they're still climbing, but I think they're high up there. I do agree that if he does an album with J. Cole post TDE, that it will give him freedom and that freedom will allow him to be an even better artist, which I feel it's even hard to 
fathom, but I do think it's possible. I do, like you said, I think that they can both still climb further. Definitely, and like when you look at like Nas and Jay Z, like how their subject matter is changing, and their subject matter has kind of been similar to what the you know later Nas and later Jay Z's been putting out. It's more mature content. It ain't just mm-hmm. whatever. Like J Cole and Kendrick are great at telling stories. They're both good with words and wordplay and different cadences and flows, and that's why I think they have the edge over like Nas and Jay Z when it comes to rapping ability. But you can see a lot of similarities in there too. But I think they're gonna have a lot of longevity too. And I think it's I think so. And I think it's almost like when you compare like Drake and Kendrick, it's like it's like Michael Jackson and Prince. Or you know how people thought Jay Z and Kanye West was, like who was really better at the time? Or like really I guess like Lupe to a, to a to a degree. You know, like I think it's just, you know, one person's bigger, but one person has far more talent. They may not get the notoriety that the super megastar gets, but I think that's just what it is. But I think Kendrick has worked his way into that popular, you know, notoriety superstar level that Drake has always had. But Drake had Degrassi to fall back on. Everyone knew who Drake was. And he was around Lil Wayne Coattail too. So everyone knows Wayne, everyone knows you're you're the most visible person. Kendrick came out of nowhere. He did. He really did. So I think I think this now that more people know who Kendrick is, he done done the Black Panther album, he done done all these great things. People know who he is, and I think that helps his album sales. I think that helps his notoriety too. But I definitely think this is the best time in music that we've had in a very long fucking time. It is, and we deserve it. We've been we've been waiting for like all of these projects that are coming out. So. Yes. You definitely deserve it. Because Drake was supposed to come beginning of the year. Kanye West was supposed to be doing the Yandi album and turned it into Jesus is King. And, or even after that, I thought that's what this album would be. It's like we've been waiting for all of these people to, to do something or get back to what they were doing for a while. And Kendrick just yeah. been sleeping, chilling. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting to see. It's it's it's, it's something else I wanted to say about Kendrick Cole, not Kendrick Cole, but Kendrick Drake and Kanye. But I can't think mm-hmm. of what it is. But I don't know. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. And that might do it for our music section, guys. We've talked an hour and fourteen minutes about music. How does that sound? Hey man, that's a lot of good stuff. It deserves it. It deserves it shine to get about. Yeah, and it's still so much stuff we could we could we could uncover with all of it because Kanye West got a lot of stuff in his his album to unpack too. But I've only been listening to it for like the past three days, I want to say. Okay. So it's still things I'm still trying to. But I had a lot more time to digest Nas Kendrick versus just a verse, so you can kind of dissect that really quick. But even that, I didn't finish that other half of it. But that's just what I got from the beginning. But yeah. you know. So there's so much we can unpack, but definitely, definitely. Um, guess we're gonna segue to something a little not as juicy as this. What what do you think about what's going on in Afghanistan? I'm not I'm not gonna hold you. I don't even know oh, what's going on. The, the the existing government fell and the Taliban took over, correct? And people are trying to flee the country. Yes. Because they're afraid of, you know, the Taliban being the Taliban of old. 
but they're saying that they're a new Taliban. They're not trying to oppress people. They're not trying to do this. They just want to take their country back. And Taliban, not Taliban, but Afghanistan should be be led and ruled and powered by basically Afghanistan. No, no outsiders, no nothing. They want to try to be diplomatic and you know establish foreign allies. But given their history, I can see why people are a bit you know apprehensive about it and and, and really afraid. But they've been evacuating people, and a lot of it has to do with Biden. Well, Trump and Biden saying they was gonna be out by August thirty first, which was yesterday. I think mm-hmm. no, it wasn't. I'm not sure what the thirty first was because I'm bad with day. A few days ago, because today is only the second, so three days ago. And yeah. I think that has a lot to do with the fear because America's not over there to kind of like get in between and you know do what they're doing. But um, there was a bombing, like a mass bomb, a suicide bombing over there. Um, where 12 people were killed, including 12, 12 I want to say 12 Marines were killed. I think maybe more people were injured or casualties of that. And But they don't, they're saying that it's not, the Taliban, they're saying it's ISIS-K, another terror group that's over there. Because, you know, Taliban was a terror group. Then we had ISIS, and then we got ISIS-K. You know, mm-hmm. that's who they've been over to fight. So now the Taliban is fighting ISIS-K because they're, they're trying to change. They're trying to change Afghanistan's reputation, and ISIS K isn't really, you know, doing anything that's going to allow them to do that. Okay, um, I understand why a country would want to fight imperialism, under or why a party of a country, uh, any type of political socioeconomic i just understand why there's a movement for people to fight imperialism and to say that this is our country and we should be ruled how we want to be ruled um so the basis of that i get it of course how you go about it is when you're going to have everyone's opinions and where i might disagree like oh you're using violence you're you're doing this you're doing that then if you know, that's when it gets iffy, but mm-hmm. you have them saying that they're not the Taliban of yesteryear. We won't really know until time until until time tells. And then again, there are there are probably other people when the United States was occupying Afghanistan. You have people who didn't see the United States as the heroes that the United States likes to portray themselves to be. And they don't agree that the United States were saving these people from whatever atrocities that were going on or were there really atrocities going on? Because sometimes it's very hard to even trust what the media tells you. So when everyone believes that the United States is just big brother and we're doing all this stuff because we care about the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness of people in Afghanistan. I'm just like, "Mm, that's not really why they're doing it. Um, And so I, it's hard to tell. Like, are there any reports that they, that there are old world Taliban there has been some being used they said there have been some but i'm not sure how true it is it could be fluff it could be because i think some people want 
them to stay over there. Some people don't want them to bring the truth out. They think it makes us vulnerable to another attack. But my thing is, like I told people at my job, I was like, if we haven't learned anything since 2001, 9-11, um, mm-hmm. then we kind of deserve to be attacked again. Like, you can't let something that you have, what, almost 20 years to learn from like mm-hmm. not saying that we do you get what i'm saying like not saying that we deserve it but like if they if they if they can do the same thing to us again and we did not learn anything like we deserve it it's almost like you you know it's just like something your mom might say right and that's mm-hmm. just really how i feel about it like i don't i think part of it's because we're always in people's business that, like that like i said before that all goes back to how we're we're perceived like we look at them as terrorists and they look at us like we're terrorists or we're the bad guys and so right. I think that's just kind of what it boils down to. But there, there, there are some people who want them to stay over there for political reasons. There's, you know, political parties and political lines or some some factors why they want people to go over there. Oil, you know, you know, things like that. It's it's a lot of things that I can see people wanting them to stick by and stick to to stay over there. I don't think we should be over there. I would like to see our troops come home and stop letting people die over endless war. War is never going to be the answer to me unless you have no other option, you know? So -hmm. some people are up in arms about them bringing the troops home. Some people are up in arms about them staying. But I think right now, so you can stop losing American lives, you got to bring them home. And I know they were saying that this is the first death, American death they've had over there since February. I want to say 2020, he said. But mm-hmm. it wasn't by the Taliban. So like that's a, even if it's February of this year, that's great. But if it's February of last year, that's a lot. That's a long time to not have any American lives lost. But the best way to not have American lives lost is to get American soldiers back home to their families and back home where they belong. You know, and I think that's just my stance on it. Now, if they do some shit that requires us to go to war, fine. I, don't, I still wouldn't want us to do it. But that has to be a lot for me to say, hey, go to war. Like you got to be you got to blow some shit up over here. Maybe. But then you get people, you know, conspiracy theory. Because some people think it might be an inside job. It may be some people over there doing that so they can stay over there. You just don't know. It's a lot going on with that. Right. But I do feel for the families over there that, that are afraid. And some of the people that, you know, that lost their lives and their families. And, you know, just just having their loved ones back or never being able to see them again. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't, and that's why I just, I can't, sometimes I don't see how some people just really, really support war like that. I There's money in it. Yeah. There's always money in it. Money is the root of almost everything. Absolutely. And my friend the other day, she was just saying, she was like, you know that there was a time when we didn't need any of this. Someone came and decided to put a monetary value on everything. Yep. Like there was a time when we existed without money. The barter system. And I, it's, it's, it's like hard to wrap your head around completely because everything is tied to money. That's the, that's, the end all be all of like everything but yeah there was a time where none of you know none of that mattered there was no reason to go to war over money because money wasn't a thing it just didn't exist yep and it's sad that that it is that way 
because it's just a piece of paper and people are dying, losing their lives over it, over just a piece of paper that we believe has whatever value that they say it is. And like, it's kind of crazy. It is really crazy. Um, but hopefully, we, I'm going I'm to continue to monitor it. That's all I have for now. But they're saying right now it's been pretty peaceful. It's been pretty peaceful. The 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 Taliban has been working with America to find the the terrorists and stuff over there. But other than that, that's really it. That's all I got to report on that. Okay, and you know I remember like seeing people post pictures, and it, it hasn't been recently, but like years ago, people would post pictures like Afghanistan in nineteen seventy five, and it's nothing like. You know, people were dressed how we were dressed in the Western world. Yeah. And so I really do want to look into, like, the full timeline of what happened. Like, what what was the catalyst for these changes? When did the Taliban take over? Like, what regime changed Afghanistan into the Afghanistan that I have always grown up knowing, like, oh, it's an oppressive society. They hate women and all this other stuff. Because, again, I've seen accounts that don't make it look like that and so i definitely want to research and figure out when when was that turning point and what was that turning point because again definitely there seemed to there seems to be times where they had their own life liberty and pursuit of happiness without any assistance from big brother u.s so sometimes we really just be poking our nose where it doesn't belong yep definitely because um, our own house definitely isn't in order. Yeah, so. we need to fix our shit first before we go worry about everybody else. And that's going to be always my reason for not going to war and then paying to help them fix the shit back up. No, I'm not with that when it's people who don't have water, people that are in a hurricane right now having a hard time getting help down there in, you know, New Orleans and Louisiana area. It, it's a yes. lot. It's a lot. Yes. And, and, all of New York and New Jersey flooded yesterday. Like, yeah. well, not all, but, you know. Yeah, the city just flooded. I was like texting my cousins, like, please tell me you all are at home. Yeah, like I oh so much when their elevator breaks down. But I was so grateful that they live on the fifteenth floor last night. I was yeah. like, Ain't no water getting up there. I yeah. know that <laughs> they're safe for the for the most part. But yeah, it's, it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy, and that just shows how bad our infrastructure is. We need to figure that out. We need a way to find something to do with all that fresh water. We need a way to find out, find a way to do something better with our sewer system because the sewer system shouldn't be like that. But that comes from people throwing shit in there like trash, wood, boxes, whatever we can find. People throw in the fucking sewer. And I think that's why they clog up so fast and the water, the water can't drain out fast enough. But we should find an alternative method of collecting all that water. That's a lot of fresh water that we could be using for people who don't have water. Or hell, to fight the forest fires in California. It's a lot of shit going on in the world that's more important to me than a war. Absolutely. But it was something else that happened too. I'll probably say it for next podcast because I don't want to keep you too late. And I know we're starting to, you know, get in there because I know we were supposed to start earlier, but the whole <laughs> supermarket dilemma. I think I'm at the name. There's something about the supermarket, but we're going to figure it out. But I'm going to let you go. So now we got to. No. What? I have to tell you. Well, I have news. What's the um, news? The news is I did sign a lease and I have a tentative move date. <laughs> for for. Well, can you bleep that out? Because I don't want people to know where I'm going. Okay, I bleeped it out. 
Because, like, in an earlier episode, I gave some details about the type of company I work for. And then if they know where it's headquartered, they can probably figure out what company I work for. And I don't want that. Yeah, I thought about that, too, when you said that. But I was like, they really <laughs> have to be really digging to find out that. Like, they really have to do what I did to Kendrick today to find out <laughs> that. But I, I could bleep that out. Thank you. 127. But, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead. I have signed a lease. Um, I am making sure with the reload company that the date that I want for the movers to come and pack up my stuff and move me that it's available. And um, I'm still getting a quote from my reload company on how much it is to ship Anakin, my car. Mm-hmm. But um, if those dates are available, then my lease starts on November 6th. Um, so that's a Saturday. And I don't want to risk flying on a Saturday because it's busy. Even though my leasing office is open on Saturdays, I don't want to risk flying when it's busy and then something happens. I get delayed and then I get there. I can't get my keys and then I have to stay in a hotel and I have my cat and all this other stuff. So the next Wednesday is when I am targeting to actually fly out and leave. Um, And yeah. All Start right, see, my life see? elsewhere. Life is happening. I told y'all she was out there doing big dog shit. Y'all thought I was playing. <laughs> but it that was, is good. Congrats. It, like, thank you. The little week plus that I was there, um, it was nice. It, it was the first time that I ever visited that city. Mm-hmm. It was nice, but I don't see myself staying long term. I don't feel like the culture of that city suits me. So what the culture is like, the culture is everyone wants to party. Everyone wants to go to bars and get like stupid wasted and stumble home. Sounds like, and that's not me. <laughs> no, like it's not, it's, it's different. Well, then maybe, then maybe there's something about Atlanta that I don't know. <laughs> But I feel like everyone in Atlanta wants to go to brunch. Like, that's what I think about Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I think Atlanta is brunch culture. Brunch city. But it was like, every most everyone who I spoke to, when I told them that I was looking for an apartment in the surrounding suburbs from the city, people were like, why? And I was like, because the stuff in the city is wild expensive. It's like New York expensive and this city is not New York. Like mm-hmm. you all might, you know, think you all are a big city, but you're not like, not for someone like me who lives in New York, who's lives in Atlanta. Like, no, I'm not going to pay New York Atlanta prices to live here. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Like one of my coworkers, he relocated. He pays like 1800 for a studio to be downtown. That is and I was crazy. like, no, I was like, 1800 was over the budget that I wanted to pay to get a two-bedroom, two-bathroom because I wanted my second bedroom to be a de- to be an office-slash-guest room. So I was like, absolutely not. And then my coworker, who was my friend, who used to work at the other company with me, she started breaking it down for me. She was like, well, one, a lot of people live with roommates. Mm-hmm. I don't want roommates. Yeah. So they get to split rent. Um a lot of people have wealthy parents who are taking care of them. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, she was like, a lot of people just want to be close. Like commuting in this city is unheard of. Like people don't want to live more than like 10 miles from their job. 
which is strange to me because I used to commute to Alpharetta to work. It was like 38 miles for me to go to work back and forth, like one way. So commuting doesn't bother me. And I was like, I rather, I don't know anybody in this city. I have no real friends. Like again, my one real friend who's my coworker, she's leaving the company mm-hmm. or she may not be leaving the company anymore. They're trying to do they're trying to make more exceptions to let people work remotely. But, um, so she may or may not, but I'm like, so even if she does stay with the company, she's going to be working remotely. She will not be living there. So, you know, my coworkers who I talk to, they're not my friends. Like I'm not going to have like a bad day and be like, Oh yeah. Can I come drink wine and eat potato chips on your couch? Like I would with my friends here. No, like I have to like my apartment. So, that's why I was like, I'd rather spend, I'd rather go outside. I'd rather make the commute to find a place that I like within my budget instead of just, oh, I'm downtown where all the action is. And so I can get super wasted. Like, no, like, why would I do that? Like, that's the thing. Everyone wants to get like wasted and be able to walk to their apartment or take like a $5 Uber or like rent one of the little scooters and like scooter home. And I'm like, no, I'm a woman living by myself in a strange city. I don't want to fall into that. And like getting super wasted isn't my thing anyways, but I don't want to do that. And then some guy starts to go, oh, she comes in here and gets drunk every Tuesday, Thursday. And then watching you. she walks now and she walks the block down and she was in that building. Hell no, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. So but that's their culture. That's what they want to do. Everyone wants to be in the city. Everyone doesn't care if they have to have roommates or or if they're living in a box for an extreme amount of money just so they can be on that scene. And I was like, it's not for me. I did go to one of the streets that has like a bunch of bars one day because I was like, let me see. And as soon as I stepped foot on this particular street, there was this guy who was stupid wasted and his friend was like trying to pick him up off the ground. And I was trying to find one particular bar and I could not find, like, I couldn't find it, but like everywhere that I passed was playing music that I had never heard of in my life. Like at all. I was like, I can't go into any of these places. Were they white people? Yes, of course. (laughs) So then the first place that I heard that was playing like Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna and Beyonce I went into that place, but the, it was still like Rihanna and Beyonce over like techno beats or like dub smash. And so it still wasn't like they were just playing straight lemonade for me to be in somebody's bar neck rolling with an attitude. Like, no, I was still supposed to be fist pumping. And I was like, this, I can't do this. I absolutely cannot do this. So I'm like, I wanted to get someplace where I could be happy. I could be at peace and I could start to work on myself i still want to do my pmp certification but i have not been studying as i should be being in atlanta so i was like this time away can be a time to reset and focus on me and accomplish some of the things i want to accomplish and then when it when that lease starts to when those days start to dwindle have that conversation with my team lead like hey i like because again i've loved my job so far it has a pickup but not worth leaving but having that conversation, like, hey, I like this company, I want to stay here, but being in this city isn't for me. Like, what options are there for me? 
to go remote to work out of a different office. Like you gotta tell me. Yeah, true. That's not that's not wrong. And you know what? I just jotted that down for um a subject on the next show about just housing and, you know, living. Because I kind of have a similar situation that I kind of want to talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, that might be great. But um, I'm de- we definitely going to have to jot that down. But I- I'm with you on that. You definitely, wherever you live, you want to be happy. You want to have all the benefits and all the amenities that you want to have to make your life, to make it worth it. Like location is something, you know, have location to everything, location to your job, location to your friends and family, all of that, all of that matters, you know. Yeah. I just want to be comfortable. And sometimes Yeah, and it was like Well, I was just gonna say go sometimes you gotta you know you gotta pay the price to uh to to get that. And that's I'm gonna leave what I was yeah. gonna say next for the next show because I'm going to tell you something. Okay. All I'm gonna and say then, is no more pool mm-hmm. parties in, in ATL. No more pool parties <laughs> in GA. <laughs> okay, Kanye. I was oh just say God. no more parties. That's what that's why I just that's what happened in my mind. I went there automatically. All this Kendrick Kanye talk. No more parties in GA. That's what it's gonna be. That's what's playing in my and head right now. The last thing I have to tell you the conclusion about the girl who tried to steal my desk. Oh Lord. <laughs> Big big Billy Jean, that's what it is. So understand I am not the bully in this situation. So our department, we're a big department, and then we have separate teams. So my job is constructing new offices. And the office that we used to work out of we got switched. We were supposed to go to one of the newly constructed buildings, but our team was too large to fit. So they moved us to a different office. So mind you, I know none of this. All of this is before I went to visit this city. So my friend is the one, like my friend told me about it first, and then we were talking about it during team meetings. So everything finally gets finalized. This is where we're, this is, this is the building that we're going to be in. This is the floor we're going to be on. My team lead, um, or the senior team lead for our department. She sends out an email that has an Excel spreadsheet with all of our names and our desk number. Mm-hmm. And then a Word document that had a map of the floor. So the map of the floor, you know, when you like put pictures in Word, sometimes they're size and it's halfway off the page and putting pictures in Word is just abysmal. So like I opened up the Excel spreadsheet and I saw my name and I saw my desk number and then I opened up the map, but then it was like off to the side and I couldn't really see anything. So I just closed it. So then later on, I have a standing call with a coworker every day. We're on the call and she's like, oh, did you see where you're sitting? And I was like, no, how would I see that? So on the map, the Word document. And so like I opened it up and then I'm sharing my screen with her because she's seeing what mm-hmm. what is on my screen. And she was like, yeah, but you can see like, I couldn't move it over. And I was like, oh, shoot. There were little, they looked like little circles. And I thought they were supposed to represent like the heads of people, but they were actually our desk numbers. And I was like, oh, so I was like, okay, let me resize it. Let me play around with it. So I played around with it and I was able to find both of our desks. So again, I have no real like vantage point. I have no real like just concept of what this building looks like or what this means. I just know that my desk is here. 
And my coworker says to me, she was like, I wonder why I have an office. She was like, you're the senior. Why would you not have an office? And it wasn't a big deal to me. Like, for whatever reason, this is where they sat us. Like, I didn't care. And also, her wife is sick. So she actually still hasn't been into the office. But I was just like, maybe they felt if you do choose to come into the office, you can have an off, you know, you can have your own office where you can close the door and you can be more isolated from everyone else because you do have a higher risk person in your home. Mm-hmm. So when I was in New York, my friends text no, even before I went to New York, she was like, Why are the girls on my team bitching about the seat assignment. I was like, what do you mean? She works on a dumb small team. It's literally four of them. It's their team lead, my friend, and then two other women. One woman's mm-hmm. like much older. One girl is like young. So she was like the older woman. We'll call her Jane. She was like, Jane is bitching about her seat assignment. She wants a window seat. And I think she might try and steal your window seat. And I was like, she thought. No, <laughs> Play man. with me if you want to. Play with me. So then... Again, my friend no longer lived in that city. She moved. So she actually ends up going back to the city, going back to the office the week before I get there to visit. So, or no, she was there a little while longer and she left the week before I came to visit. So we just passed each other and crossed, or we just missed each other. So while I'm in New York, she's there and she tells me, oh, I came into the office and the last girl, she says the girl Jane, their team lead, gave Jane her window seat. She's like, Jane got her window seat. And I was like, okay, cool. But then she was like, the last girl on her team will call her Sarah. She was like, but Sarah sat in your seat. And I said, okay, play with me if you want. And she was like, you might want to talk to your team lead about it. And I was like, why would I talk to my team lead about it? Like I told my team lead when I am coming and there was a published map that was emailed to everyone. It was general communication. There were no seating arrangement changes. So who the fuck do you think you are to sit in my assigned seat? And I was like, when I come, I'm just going to knock her stuff off the desk. That's crazy. (laughs) That's it. Because you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. And so my friend was like, that's it. My friend was like, no, please, Jen, don't do that. Just talk to your team lead. I was like, girl, no. And she was like, okay, well, what if I do this? What if I take a picture with Sarah and I send it to you and you say something. And I was like, friend, you realize I have never been in this office. So how would I know from a selfie with you and Sarah that that is my desk? That makes no sense. And she was like, and I was just telling her, I was like, I don't want to run and tell my team lead, oh, my friend told me this. Like, what? I look like I'm tattling. And she was like, I don't care if you use my name, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I'm just going to knock her shit over. Like, what are we not understanding? Oh, man. Because my first day in the office was a Friday. And from how she talks about her coworker, she doesn't seem like a come in the office on a Friday type of person. So my friend keeps on talking about it. And she was like, so the problem is the monitors at the desk are the girl's monitors. She personally brought them from home. And I was like, but again, how would I know that? I would just come and sit at my desk and think that those are my standard issued monitors from the company. I would hook my laptop up and I would work. And if there are any personal artifacts, I would knock them over. Because clearly they don't belong to me, but this dust does. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, I just, I think that maybe you should say something. I was like, girl, fine. So what really, really bothered me about this is when I first started, 
again, we are all one big team. So when I first started, there was an email communication sent out welcoming, you know, hey, Jen Walter is our new team member. Here's a little bit about her. She's amazing. She's awesome. She's going to marry Damson Idris one day. Here we go. So from that email, her co- Sarah starts talking to my friends and she's like, oh my gosh, I want to meet your friend, blah, blah, blah. And my friend was like, it struck her as odd because Sarah is born and bred from this city, has never lived anywhere else, Where don't know if she's really traveled anywhere else. Yes. Okay. And she doesn't like outsiders. And I am nothing like the people from this city. So I'm like, I don't know why she wants to be friends with me. Uh-oh. So my friend told her, like, Sarah, chill out. Let the girl get acclimated. Like, let her log into her workstation before you start bombarding her with emails about let's be besties. She didn't listen. She still sent me an email and was like, hey, we should all get on a team call and chat. And I was like, okay. We never got on the team call. We never chatted. But she was able to find my email and reach out to me about this. So if you wanted my desk, why could you not email me about, hey, can we switch desks? So I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. So I emailed her. And I was like, hey, Sarah, um, I'm coming into the office on July 31st. Or was, it, or was it August 1st? No, I think it was July 31st. No, July 29th. July 29th. I'm coming into the office on July 29th, and I understand that you're sitting at my desk, and I wasn't made aware of any seating arrangements that were um, made from the seat, from the seating chart that was distributed to our entire team. So what are you going to do to rectify this? Uh-oh. And she was like, a day later, she was like, oh my gosh, silly me. I just saw my computer monitors there, and I plopped down. I'll move, and I'll wipe it down. And I was like, so not only did she do this, not only did she think that she could bully me out of my desk, because she really thought that she could just pop herself down and that I wouldn't say anything. Because if that was the case, she would have then been bullying me. So then I was like, so you think you could just come and put yourself down? And then you also think you can lie to me because I told you that my friend told me. So that means my friend told me the whole story. My friend told me that you actively took your computer monitors and set them up there yourself. You just didn't come into the office one day and they were there. You put them there. So now you're going to lie to my face too. And I'm like, that's okay. You can be a liar. But what she does what she does know is I'm not the one. I'm not the two. And I'm not the tree to play with. The tree. Like, she will know never to try me again in her life. Professional or personal. She knows who not to mess with. And even my friend was like, she's afraid. And I was like, you ain't got to be afraid. But again, play through the games, win through the prizes. If you do the right thing, there's literally nothing to be afraid about. Like, that's it. But you're afraid because you know what you did was wrong and you continue to lie about what you did. But needless to say, I didn't see her that whole week I was in office. Had because me working from home, man. Look at you. Because we were supposed to be, well... When the office opened back up, everyone was supposed to go to two days a week. They didn't They didn't stipulate what two days either. They left it up to the team leads. So if the team leads, it's like everyone on the team has to come in on these two days. That's what the team has to do. Or some team leads, like you all pick your own two days, but there is one day. But let's all vote on one day. We should all be in the office together. 
But then when cases started surging, they rolled back on that. So people didn't have to come back to the office. They left it up to the team lead. I chose to spend all the time that I was there to work in the office because one, it was bigger than my hotel room. I had an external monitor. So instead I'm not just working off my one tiny laptop, the Wi-Fi was better. Um, there's, there's just, it was after not being in an office for so long, it was a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm still an advocate for remote working for flex schedules. There is no job on the planet who can tell me that the expectation is I have to be in the office 40 hours a week. Cause you can expect me not to work at your company. Cause it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I, I understand that sometimes you just need to be in that environment to be a little more productive. Cause sometimes I'm distracted by my cat and sometimes I want to watch a different world of friends in the middle of the day instead of doing my work. So I understand being in the office. So it was nice for me to be in the office for that little like one week in a day. So yeah, I was there in the office for six days. Didn't see her at all. And I was like, Oh, I bet. I bet. But she gonna have to see me one day. She was in HR doing workplace violence. Thanks. Okay. That's fine. And, and I'm going to say she tried to bully me because she sat in my assigned seat and she thought that because I wasn't here, it was okay. Instead of doing the correct thing and asking me about it. So now what? You did the right thing. You did the right thing. Reclaim your property. It it was like, again, you don't know why I was given that seat because on the other side of me is the other senior analyst. So I'm a senior, our team is split into two. We have like an internal support side and an external support side. So I'm the senior analyst for internal support. The girl at the desk right next to me is the senior for the external support. So I was like, maybe my team lead wanted the two senior analysts right next to each other. You don't know why I was put here. So for you to make the decision that you want to sit here because you want to have a window seat. Oh, and you all, I wish that you can see this window seat. It's not even a full window seat. Like, I showed A1. I sent him the video. It's an obstructed view window seat. I was like, this girl is going to lose her life over this. (laughs) Girl. Because I will fight you in the parking parking garage. That is crazy. (laughs) Do not play with me. So I was like, this isn't even, this is, you're at at State Farm Arena, and there's a pillar in front of you, in front of Mm -hmm. your seat. That is what my window seat is. It is not even a full window seat. But I was like, again, you have no idea. Because I could have turned around and I could have been upset that my coworker, who's just an entry-level analyst, and I'm a senior analyst, I'm like, well, why does an entry-level analyst have an office? And I don't. But for what? That's dumb. That's stupid. But if I know that this is what I was assigned to, I know this is what I'm going to get. (laughs) <laughs> plain and simple I'm with you on that and y'all know not to mess with, with Jen big bully Jen <laughs> she, she, she gets what she wants that's not bad though I'm, I'm happy you all you're getting all settled in and, and everything is you know progressing right along you're doing work work you got a, a, a new work house you got a new work desk you're getting it I am. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> but we are definitely gonna have have more stories to share next time because we got to catch up on all your travel adventures, and you know some other things that we got to get out there. 
But uh, we are going to make it happen for sure. Yeah. Um, what's your song of the week? I have to buck the system a little. I I don't have a song of the week. I have two albums of oh, the week. What's that? And how I stumbled onto listening to these albums again, I do not know. But I feel that these two albums are immaculate. There are no skips. Everything is a bop. If you don't like it, I don't care. First one is Pretty Ricky Blue Stars. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> and the Lord. second one is Ryan Leslie's self-titled album. All right, I, I can work with you with the Ryan Leslie. Flawless. Like, can run through it no skips over and over again i just couldn't pick one song off of either album but i just started listening to both of them randomly this past week and i was like these these are real like everything is a bop on these albums yeah ron leslie has some good stuff i like ron leslie ron leslie's good um Mine is going to be called Pray by Game and J. Cole. It's one of my favorite game songs. Um, you were, Have you heard it? Uh, Me and the game songs are iffy, so I'm going to say oh, nope. I think you'll like this one. I think you'll like this one. I'm going to put it on here for everybody to listen. Um, okay. But I, I I won't be playing uh, both of those albums because they definitely going to take me down. <laughs> but you guys can find it on any DSP or, or, or Sam Goody store. And oh I'll uh, play God, it yourself. Yeah, tell me about it. And uh, play it yourselves and get them get their, their spins and streams up. And um, that is going to be it for us guys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Treat people nice. Tell the people you love, you love them. Travel the world. Don't be stagnant. Open your mind. Expand your horizons. Try new things. And meet new people. And have friends that benefit you and they can help you get to where you're going. And have friends that you benefit them. Everyone in your circle should be winning and benefiting from each other. Yeah. And wear your masks. Please. Wear your mask. And I think that is it. We're gonna catch y'all. And we're gonna find Bye. out what uh what what uh what, what some of the secrets in area one was. Oh yes. Yeah. And I gotta go feed my pet Yoshi, so bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, good night. Do do All right, guys, we are at the end of the show. Everything is winding down. This was a great show. Jen is out of Area 51. It's been a music podcast. It's been good. It's been good. Let's see. My Well, since Jen didn't have a song, she had two albums. I have a song that I mentioned earlier. It's called Pray by the game and j cole and i thought i would have this you would think that i would have this queued up by now but i don't but let me get on it make sure it ain't super high see how this is gonna go where is it if you like this song let us know right into the show give us a uh give us a shout keep with the listener i'm gonna read the listener mail from 
the previous week or two. Uh, next week, at least some of them. That's a lot of them. I'm just starting to get more and more of them. But here's the song Pray by The Game and J. Cole, if it will play. I don't own the rights to any of the music you're hearing played today. This is one of my favorite game songs. Shout out to all the listeners out there. Let's see who else I'm gonna shout out. She got on tights with the leather skin. She a rock star, bring the heavy metal in. Girl shaped like a coke bottle, Medellin. In love with her till she wouldn't let the devil in. She pop pills like medicine. She probably gonna die, starting to be everything. I told her, slow down. Girl, you haven't seen. I'm a thug, but I got a heart like Kevin there. And I can't Make let sure this girl be safe out there. I'm wearing a mask. Masking up. Hospital, like, right away. She Keeping your distance between girl, people. Like, day. People she are disgusting. Girl, 2020 and early 2021 has not taught you anything. Shout out to Poland. Shout out to Rich Richards in Texas, Mountain View, California. Like I love you if you struggling Baby daddy ain't taking care of kids Girl you can get a hug too I'm here whenever you need me Don't reach out it's that easy I love women cause without women Would none of us niggas be breathing So let's pray Bow your head Bow your head Shout out to Brazil, shout out to Columbus, Ohio, shout out to all the listeners out there. That's real, but now you don't text back. And deep down, I respect that. Cause even though a nigga wants tap that shit, I don't wanna be the one to wreck that shit. So, so I fall back. Yeah, go by, I got more plaques. Just to get a car from you telling me you miss me and you wanna see me next time the tour's back. Damn. But what changed then? She telling me a nigga had a cage then. Every time she think about Florida. me on the road, she be crying, realizing all the places that she ain't been. Well, it's cool. I'll pick you up, hold you down, lift you up. We got some listeners out in Egypt from what I can see. Colorado. Say what? You ain't been home lately, you ain't heard that nigga. A man left because she cheated on his ass. Found the pills in the bag, yo, she burned that nigga. She burned that nigga. Say what? She burned that nigga. We that nigga. Well, we got Taiwan in the building. Taiwan. She burned that nigga. Latvia. She burned that nigga. He beat her ass in the crib, then he went and did a bid all because the bitch burned that nigga. Now, dog. That's where I'm going. 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 I don't have an English yet radio. I'm cool. Old new music for you guys. 
Hope you guys are enjoying. Getting ready to get my cook on, making some jambalaya. My way. You want the recipe? Holler at me. Let's see. Bow your head. Bow your head. Bow your head. Bow your head. Shout out to all the DSPs. Shout out to Apple. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to. Shout out to all the parents out there, parents to be, all the the, the expecting parents. Hope you guys have healthy, healthy kids, easy pregnancies. And remember, life is short. Cherish the moments you have with the people you have here. Learn something new. It's not about what people say about you, it's about what about what you do with your life paint your life how you want to have it painted live your life the way you want to live it and call it a day no one can tell you who you are or what you are just by looking so with that being said enjoy life hope you guys are safe again i have to keep telling you guys hope you guys are safe and let you know let your loved ones know you love them while you can peace and we will be back soon. Just know that we got lots of shit to get to. <laughs>